Amy Ingerbretson here, professional skier, dog mom, cat lover, amateur podcaster, and your host for Warren Miller Entertainment's Long Underwear. We're going to get to know the skiers and riders in this year's film, Face of Winter, presented by Volkswagen. Nothing is off limits except for one rule. After introductions, there are no more mentions of skiing or snowboarding allowed. We are going to go beyond the curated Instagram pages and dig deeper than just the stories of getting sponsored. It's time to strip off the layers and get to know the person underneath the gear. Welcome to Long Underwear. Hey, everybody. I'm Amy Ingerbretson, and welcome to Long Underwear. Today on the podcast, I have Jim Ryan. Jim, welcome. Hi, Amy. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, uh, you are a Vermonter who now lives in Jackson. That's right. And this year was your first Warren Miller movie. First ski movie ever. First actually. filming movie ever. Yeah. Was it, would you consider it was like your breakout year? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would consider it that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So you, this was your first movie and it was also, you were in Alaska at Points North with Dash Long and it was your first time skiing in Alaska, correct? First time skiing in Alaska, first heli trip, first film trip. A lot of firsts. Um, Just so much firsts. So so many firsts. Uh, <laughs> a lot out there where those guys are so used to people that are you know have been there so many times, and um, so they'd be like, "All right, you know how to get in a heli, right?" And I'd be like, "Actually, I've never been in a helicopter." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> you, you know. Um, so so many firsts. Uh, luckily, you know, this skiing wasn't a first. I you've skied before. I've skied before. I know you, how to do you that. guys had challenging conditions, so. We did have challenges. To come out of that successful is a big win. Yeah. And you should know that usually it's easier. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I hope it's easier. Um, so my first film trip was with Warren Miller, and it was filming in Alaska, and it was my first time heli skiing in Alaska. So I feel you. I had a very similar firstness. Yeah. What did you – how did you feel when you, like, got the call and, like, figured out that that was happening? Because that's like a – ski career dream moment I feel like you get the call and oh, you're going to AK yeah I was it was like kind of a a dreary um Jackson day I'm on the street just walking to my car phone rings sponsor says you know hey Jim how would you feel about going to uh, Alaska with Warren Miller and I I had a total freak out moment you know like <laughs> played it cool on the phone I was like yes I would absolutely love to <laughs> thanks so much can't wait hang up freak out running around people are looking at me <laughs> like like because you're, you're just celebrating oh yeah i'm like i'm screaming <laughs> i'm dancing i'm jumping like out of a bad movie or a rom-com or something but it was real life um i love that you know what a rom-com is uh yeah i mean i know what a rom-com Good. is yeah <laughs> for everybody at home it's a romantic comedy watch them they're uplifting <laughs> they're uplifting that's so cool that's such a cool story that feeling is really fun it's it's really nice. It's almost as good as skiing. And uh, then what did you – how was it feeling when you were up there? Uh, there was a lot of waiting. Um, so so there was a lot of anticipation. We we had a lot of downtime before really any turns were made. Yeah. So That's kind of brutal. I mean it, it's fine and, and I was there with Dash. So he kind of like helped me out being like, you know, this is normal. Yeah. Don't panic. Yeah. It's, it's a waiting game. You're, did you know Dash before? I didn't know Dash at all. I, yeah. I mean, obviously, I know who Dash Long is. We were in the same, you know, flight, the last leg, and I got on the plane. It's like, okay, there's Dash Long. When do I approach him? I waited until we landed. 
<laughs> Which is kind of creepy. It's yeah, it's totally creepy. I walked right by him. I, I've got that. You know, we have like the same, you know, outfit on. It's like all the vocal stuff. It's like, okay. How long are you gonna wait? Are you gonna wait till you're in the same hotel room to introduce yourself? <laughs> so yeah, Dash was there. You know, he helped me with everything to like how to carry my skis into a helicopter to mindset. You know, just yeah. like taking it easy. It, mm-hmm. It's gonna happen when it's gonna happen. And then when we get up on top, you know, these huge Alaskan mountains, and it's like, holy smokes, I've never looked down something like this. It's like three Jackson holes below me, and, and there's nothing, and the helicopter is just a speck down there, and Dash is up there, you know, cracking jokes, you know, just yeah. keeping it light. And that was so nice. Yeah. So nice to have. That's that's really good to have someone there that knows the drill. Knows the drill. Because it's scary. Yeah, it's no, big. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's the, the size thing was, t- uh, you know, I'm, I'm hungry. First trip. I want to jump off stuff. I'm like, Dash, what about that cliff? He goes, I mean, you could, but you shouldn't. But it's like a hundred footer. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh gosh. Yeah, He's like, I mean, if you really want to, but that's way bigger than you want to go. And then I'd like, you know, hit the one to the left of it. That was bigger than I wanted to go. And it was half the size. Yeah, totally. So it was nice to have somebody out there who had done it. Nice. Well, um, you guys crushed it. It's a good segment. It's cool because there's a bunch of the archival footage and Points North is such a legendary spot and i just congratulations thanks yeah i mean <laughs> challenging conditions but uh, i mean lucky for both of us when we did ski we we skied well and and we were both i think we can both be proud of what we did out there absolutely dash's first line right out you know is like is one of the best of the bonkers movie. absolutely <laughs> so bonkers. rowdy he goes under his slum yeah. like it's a waterfall you definitely think he's like totally crashing and then he like pulls it out <laughs> yeah yeah and, and I was very happy with my skiing, yeah. um, despite everything. So it's a good feeling. Yeah, it it really is. My favorite, like the thing that stuck with me the first time I got to he- ski in Alaska or heli ski in general, is like it's so hectic and it's so loud and there's so much feelings and where are you going to ski and you're on the, and you can't quite hear and you can't quite see and mm-hmm. can you get out of the helicopter and the helicopter leaves and it's just silent and there's mountains everywhere. Oh my goodness, I know exactly what you're talking about. That wild feeling. It's chaotic. You you jump out, you have your skis, and then boom, and the helicopter's gone and you're alone. Did you get left alone on the Oh my goodness, yeah. Like almost immediately. They're like, you got this kid, you know, go get a rook, and then bam, they're gone. And it's like, what? Uh, I just go down this, right? This is the thing I was looking at from the helicopter 10 seconds ago, I hope. Um, Here we go. Yeah. No one to ask, like, hey, is this okay? It, it, you're just making your own decisions out there. You did. It's just good. I think you just jumped right in. Didn't there was no like testing the water, no dipping your toes in. No. Um, just game on. Well, awesome. <laughs> I have to make a side note. If you guys can hear the clanking going around, that's my dog Bill. He's he's here with us. He's podcast dog. <laughs> like some podcasts have like an assistant that like pulls up facts. We have a dog drinking water in the background. <laughs> so sorry, ladies and gentlemen, about Bill. Um, all right. Well, um, we're not going to talk about skiing anymore. Great. We're done. So it's called the S word. We don't say it. No more S word. Are you are you game? I'm game. Okay, moving on now. So you're from the East Coast. Yes. You grew up on the East Coast. Yes. And now you live in the Wild Wild West. I do. And I want to know what do you love about being out on the West Coast, and what do you miss about the East Coast, or specifically Vermont? People seem to really love Vermont. Oh yeah. I, I mean, know. I love Vermont, but not as much as some people. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk about that. Um, East Coast, you know, went to school in the East Coast, moved out West when I was uh, 22 years old. Mm-hmm. And 
it, it was instant love. I mean, everything that I like to do, climbing, biking, skiing. It's oh, no, that's weird. Climbing, biking. <laughs> mountain stuff. <laughs> you know, mountain stuff. <laughs> um, it's just better there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's bigger. It's more fun. Softer. Um, and so, yeah, it was an instant love. And then specifically Jackson, where I'm living now. That is all those things. Plus, it, it, it's a, a super tight community. And that's totally separate from skiing, you know? It's like from, from this other, you know, the S word. It's separate. It's hard. It it's hard. hard to not this talk is, about S word. A, okay, it's separate from the S word. It's, it's this thing where we're all agreeing to be in this place. And nobody really ends up in Jackson by accident. You know, it's too hard to survive sure. there. Um, so you have to make a lot of sacrifices. Totally. And for that reason, everybody's taking an extreme pride because they've sacrificed to be there. They really want to be there. Um, and so they care about it. They care about the people they're going to meet. It's a small yeah. town. They care about the town itself, you know, um, a real sense of community. And that's, that's what keeps me there. Yeah. You know, cause there's, that's special. There's mountains everywhere, but, um, to be able to walk down the street and, you know, see five people on the way, walk into the coffee shop and know everybody that feels really good to me. Um, and that's, I think, why I'll never leave. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Do you notice like any, I mean, Vermont is a very like liberal, progressive little bubble in the mm. East Coast, but do you notice any like bigger cultural differences between like just the East Coast, West Coast thing? Because um, I grew up on the West Coast and I feel like when I've spent time on the East Coast, sometimes it does feel very different to me. Like so different. Like I can't believe it's the same country sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Jackson actually is like a little bit like a mini Vermont. Hidden There's it. so many people from Vermont. I know. In all ski towns. And Vermont's not that big. Like, is there anybody left in Vermont? Because they're everywhere. Yes, yes, yes. So Vermont is this like beautiful place where <laughs> you like learn this incredible appreciation for the mountains and, and how much fun it can be. And, you know, how you can develop friendships with mountains. And it teaches you that. And then you go travel and you're like, okay, I have this skill. Mm -hmm. And then you find bigger mountains. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, what do you miss most about Vermont? Oh man. We have great recycling. Oh, that's a good, that's a good answer. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, great recycling. Yeah. We, I mean, Vermonters really care about, um, Vermont and, and, and the earth, which is so nice. Yeah. That it's, is good. it's not like, it's, it's not, you don't even think about it. Like you take care of it. You take care of your place. Um, and I love that about Vermonters and they take care of each other. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's the things that I just described about Jackson. You still love. So you found like the same in both places. I found, I mean, it's, it's what it's, that's, what's important to me. Yeah. People that care about each other and, and, and the earth and, and the environment. And, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, uh, I have a bunch of friends from Vermont and for a while I lived with two Vermonters and one guy from New Hampshire and the, my one roommate from Vermont, he would always talk about Vermont breakfast. And if we had a really special Sunday with all the roommates together, we'd make Vermont breakfast. And I don't understand what that means. Basically it was just like a delicious breakfast. So. Yeah. It's elaborate breakfast. <laughs> elaborate breakfast and you know, good syrup. Yes, absolutely. And so many cups of coffee. Yes. Coffee and conversation. Take your time with it. It's, you know, nice. Just, I could go for a Vermont breakfast right now. I mean, I still do it. My <laughs> breakfasts are like two-hour ordeals. I love it. It's not like a brunch thing. It's breakfast yeah. very much. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be a special occasion. It's just every day. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, I think that's really cool. You kind of found 
what you, I don't know, Vermont's a special place, Jackson's a special place. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so my next question, what would you say is your best quality? Of course, outside of being a shredder. Oh. Uh, you can't think, say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm a good listener. Mm, that's a good quality. Go on. <laughs> it's not a good quality when you're being interviewed on a podcast because I'm supposed to listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, have you, do you think you're a naturally good listener, or do you have you ever done things to be better at listening? Um, I, I do think it's it's both. It's like a learned skill. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I, I have really good friends and and I like think about uh, what I like in them and I, I steal it. You know, <laughs> that's a good strategy. <laughs> you know, like what makes a good person, and I examine that, and and I found that um, my my like very best friends are also good listeners, and I'm like, okay, that's maybe a skill worth developing. And then you stop talking so much, and you maybe learn something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have like like what if what if you were to like give me a tip right now to be like a better listener? You just pay attention. I mean, too many people are just waiting for the next thing to say. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're not even paying attention to what the other person's saying. Everybody's got something to say. The human experience is incredible, you know? And we're not, you're, you know, as yourself, it feels like sometimes you're the only person going through it, but everybody is going through this thing. It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. And there's new takes on it all the time. Yeah. I think yeah. sometimes I find myself thinking of what I'm going to say next instead of just listening to what the other person says. Right, exactly. And I feel like that's just like bad listener 101. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just listen. The best way to be a good listener is to listen. Yeah, just kick back and take it in for a second. What a concept. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay, next I would like you to tell me if you could rule the world for one day, what would you do? Holy smokes. Just one day. I've never been much of a ruler yeah, but there must be something like, I don't know, like maybe, I really don't know what my answer to this question would be, but like maybe I'd get everybody a kitten. Okay. But like that would be bad long term, I understand that, but it could be anything. I would ask everyone, I would do a one day mandate um, that nobody could uh, look at a screen for one day. Oh, one day. No that t- would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, for one day, like uh, all, you know, TVs, phones, everything. No screen time. And it, it, it's not even a choice. Like, they just it, non-functioning. That's such a good idea. Yeah. And then don't you think, like, everybody would maybe love it and do it for another day on their own? I think people would love it. And then, and then as with all things, they would, they would slowly, they'd be like, oh, this is great. Um, and then it would just kind of creep back in. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, but is it, you know, have, that, have it, you it doesn't even have to be a long-term thing. Just it would be a, a nice day for everyone. Have you done a screen-free day? Oh, absolutely. Recently? Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I do it a lot. I try and leave my phone at home, mm-hmm. which is, you know, in this, in this career path that I've chosen, it's not always the best move <laughs> um, career-wise. Because you're supposed to be broadcasting your whole life on I am, interwebs all the time. <laughs> I am supposed to be doing that. Um, but but yeah, it's it's got to be a balance for me, and I and I do this thing actually, um, where it's like every time I'm like going into the backcountry, I'll have like times when I'm gonna bring my phone, and I like realize, you know, I'm making that compromise, and then lots where I leave it at home. That's good. And and I actually you know feel the difference in the trip on the ones where it's I don't even have the option. Um, feels really nice, and and 
And also, I, I do the, a lot of river trips, you know, like multi-day. Oh, wow. And if phones don't work no. in the middle of a canyon. And you see, you actually see this thing that happens, you know, day one and two. There's like almost a little bit of anxiety mm-hmm. with the detachment from the world. Mm-hmm. And then people relax into it in day six, seven, and they truly are, are free of that thing. And it, 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 we're actually like, it's so ingrained in us that it takes a little bit of time to break away from screens. I believe it. Yeah, it's like a release that we're all, you know, so accustomed to um, and we yearn for on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little teeny tiny bit of escapism. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's I mean, I think like, it's definitely addicting. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. it, it's addicting, but it's also like it's comforting to be able to focus, you know, so like completely forget about your own stuff and think about someone else's, whether sure. or not that's healthy. Yeah. Um, and, and people miss it. It's not like, mm-hmm. it's almost like back to if I could rule for a day. I don't know if a one-day mandate, people would people would just probably be nervous all day. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it would need to be a one-week mandate. One-week mandate. I, uh, but my best friend just got back from a trip on the Grand Canyon. I've never done any big rafting trips. I really want to. And that was the part that sounded the most intriguing to me was not being attached to anything for 21 days. Like no communication, no cell phones, no social media, no nothing. Like that was almost the part that sounded the most, like made me want to go the most. Totally. Things happen when you're, when you're totally disconnected like that and isolated. You watch at, at about a week, people start really acting um, free, from, free from the idea of, of who they think they are. Mm-hmm. And they start being this other thing that is... That's exactly what she said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's really wild. Because we all have this... You know, we're out in the world and, and phones are not just exposure to lots of people every day. We have who we are and then who we want to be and who we want to be portrayed as. Mm-hmm. Who we want people to think we are. Totally. And then you go somewhere completely isolated with people you totally trust and love mm-hmm. and you watch what you become. And it's, it's almost always this like better, beautiful thing. Yeah. I want to go on a raft trip. Can we go on a raft trip? Yeah, sure. I've never done it. I'm really scared of rivers. (laughs) You don't have to be scared. You can go on really mellow ones. Okay. I did the the first time I ever went whitewater rafting. It was um, a lot more intense than I thought it was. Yeah. (laughs) I've done (laughs) extreme ones and very mellow ones. And it's like. What's your, do you have like a favorite river trip you've been on? uh, The best, the most beautiful river I've ever been on was uh, the Middle Fork of the Salmon. That's where my dad used to go growing up. Oh my goodness. I really want to do that. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it was cool. It It was cool. Um, but, but really the the river is such a small part. It's all about, it's all about everything else. Yeah. Yeah. The peoples. The peoples. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, I love it. Um, well, that was just such like a positive, lovely part of this conversation. I would like to now know what bugs you. Like, what's your pet peeve? What bothers you? Like, what can't you handle? What can't you stand? What can't I handle? What can't I stand? Um, What just, what's the one thing that, like, can actually get under your skin? Oh, okay, yeah, I got one. Oh, you got one, okay. Yeah, when, when I'm, I'm, you know, I like trying to be calm, and I try and understand, but I'm a bad passenger. Oh. Like, in a car. Not because I, like, say a lot. You know, I try to, like, calm down, just go for the ride. But when... When everybody's in traffic and, you know, everybody's switching lanes, looking for the fast lane, you know, if we all just stayed in our lane, it would go a lot faster. (laughs) I don't know if you'd like to drive with me. You know, just like... I'm kind of like an aggressive, like... (laughs) Just like, get... Just like, hang out in your lane. Be mellow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bad passenger because I'm a control freak. 
And I want to be driving. Oh, ooh, I have an actual thing that bothers me. Because okay. that's like a little tiny thing. Okay. Like that, I don't really care. Uh, I, I like being on time. Oh. Yeah. And it it a little bit bothers me when people show up late. Yeah. That's a hard one because I swear there's people in the world that just cannot be on time. Yeah. I love to be on time and it's always hard for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always, I'm always putting myself in a situation where I'm running late, but it's really important to me to be on time. So that's like a terrible combination. Yeah. <laughs> I just never give myself enough time. Mm-hmm. I always show up early. I know. <laughs> we're early for this podcast. Um, we need to have a side note really quick. So you were scooting on your way over here. I'm scooting. And you, the scooters, the app, I don't know if everybody listening has seen these, but they're really fun. Um, and apparently you blew one up on the way over. And I would like you to know that some man just stopped by and put it in the back of his van. I just watched him outside the window. <laughs> you were a scooter blower upper. Yeah. I, I <laughs> feel a little bit bad about that. Um, yeah, were you getting radical or was it just like... I was 100% getting radical. Oh, yeah. radical scooting. Yeah. I've wow. been working on my power slides. And yeah, I power slid and blew out the back tire. <laughs> That's terrible. I, I, would, I wasn't trying to. You're going to ruin this for everybody. I did think about that. <laughs> and then I thought about like how many people are actually going to power slide and like, is this a real problem? Um, I hope I don't ruin it. Yeah. Because those things are so fun. They are fun. I think they're dangerous. I mean, if you're like trying to get air, <laughs> well, they're and just power like, sliding. and you're just like zooming around with cars, and, I, but they're fun. Yeah, I like scooting. Yeah, I've been hit by a scooter. You got hit by a scooter yesterday. Yeah, 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 but that was totally my fault. I wasn't looking both ways. Do you ways. think that that's like some sort of like weird karma or something? Karma? Yeah. Because I I've been abusive to scooters. Yeah, you may be like pushing the boundaries a little bit of like what's acceptable in the scooting world. Yeah, yeah, a lot of off roading. I saw on. you like hitting some like rock jumps when <laughs> you're in Portland. Yeah. Um. Well, we're gonna scoot after this. So. Yeah, absolutely. Scooting's good. We're big supporters of scooting. Huge fans of scooting. Um, if you guys ever get the chance to try the app-based scooters in a city near you, yeah, we recommend it. Yeah. Don't Uber when you can scoot. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Scoot, let the wind fly through your hair. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I was recently in Seattle, and I met someone who was like, oh, my God, I saw you were with Jim Ryan. And I was like, yeah. And I cannot remember exactly how she knew you, but she knew you at some point when you guys were in high school. And she told me she, like, had the biggest crush on you, and you were, like, the total babe. Like, everybody in high school and middle school, like, you were the guy. So I want to know, did you have – a yearbook like standout or if you, if you didn't get like a yearbook standout, you know, like in the back of the yearbook, like best smile, prettiest eyes, whatever, like what would be your yearbook standout? I mean, that, that was it. You said the first one it was the smile one. You did. You got best smile yeah. in the yearbook. Yeah. Oh God. That's awesome. I love that. It was just so <laughs> funny to like meet someone who she was just like still had a crush on you like oh. 10 years later. <laughs> I mean, I hit puberty at like 17, so they, like high school, they got one good year. It was good. You know, it was fine. Nice. Yeah. Best smile. Okay. Best smile. I love it. That's <laughs> rad. I got something awkward, like biggest flirt, which I, I don't even know if that was true, but. Yeah. <laughs> That's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. It's fine. Okay. Um, we are going to play a game we've played with every single person that's been on the podcast so far. It's called Two Highs and a Low. Okay. And I want to know two highs and one low from the last year of your life completely outside the world of your S-word career. Two highs and one low. Okay, I have a high. Uh, I I went scuba diving with my dad. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Had you ever been scuba diving before? Yeah, I have my license. But oh, wow. He had never been, or maybe he had been like when he was a kid, you know? Yeah. But um, it, was, it was so 
you know, my, I have like a pretty intense, not intense in a bad way, but like whose family isn't like kind of interesting in, in some respect. Right. And it's like a lot going on and all these dynamics were all very different people. And then, um, we went scuba diving and, and go underwater and we're just, you just got to relax. It's mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You just got to be under there breathing steady and I'm underwater and I look over and my dad's just, you know, floating around and chilling. And that's kind of like a powerful moment for me. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Where were you? Uh, we were in Montenegro. Oh, wow. I know. Kind of wild. I've been to Montenegro. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know people actually went there. Were you in the Adriatic Sea? Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. It's so salty. Did you notice how much you floated? Oh, yes. It's really cool. Because I'm like, I, I sink pretty fast. So I was like, oh, You're a fairly dense person. I'm pretty dense. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah. I uh, I didn't scuba dive there, but we wakeboarded, and it was cool because you would just like pop right out of the water because it was like so buoyant. Yeah. Like you didn't even have to try to get up. It's awesome. So scuba diving with your dad in the Adriatic Sea, which is just like wild. Like that just sounds like a beautiful high. I yeah. I I mean, that's just kind of outside the realm of what's normal for me. That's that a like, good high. Do you have another high? Way crazy. Um. Yeah. I. This just happened. Um. I was uh. My friend Sarah called me and she, she runs this outdoor ed program and, uh, she, you know, needed a little help. It's just like a really cool thing. And, but it, they, they have like exactly enough employees always. And, and they all work so hard and I went down there to help out and, um, you know, I, I was there for a couple of days and I was sleeping out on her porch. It's in Florissant, Colorado. So under the Milky Way. Oh, wow. And then she employs these like absolutely incredible people. Mm-hmm. And she gave them the afternoon off and I had just met them, you know, and they're like this tight knit community already. But they invited me up to go and, and they just hiked to an Aspen Grove and played guitars and sang. And I just kind of laid on my back and watched, you know, like the yellow, yellow Aspen trees float around while absolutely beautiful kind people sang. And it, it was, that was it. That sounds so beautiful. <laughs> that sounds like something like people in Kentucky would like fantasize of like, or, or make fun of what people in Colorado do. <laughs> right. Right. Totally. And, and that's what it was like, like really, really nice, kind people who, who only just barely know me just singing in an Aspen Grove on acoustic guitars. Like pretty that great. sounds beautiful. Yeah. It was nice. Can we go do that now? I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> I can play five notes on the guitar, though. Or five chords, I guess is how we'd actually call it. Wow, that's awesome. I took guitar lessons. I can't do anything. <laughs> I tried for so... I didn't try for that long. I actually didn't try that hard at all. <laughs> oh, oh well. Well, so those are two really, like, beautiful, like, you picturesque highs, I would say. Yeah. What's uh, what's your low? You have to acknowledge the lows because it makes the highs. It makes them that much better. Yeah, or sometimes, I don't know. We were, I was talking about with Marcus. Sometimes the lows are actually really low, and sometimes they're not even that low. Yeah. Um, it's okay. If I stump you, it's okay. 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 Uh, I, I will think of something. All right. We can, can come back to it. What about while you're thinking about it, did you did you come prepared with your story? Yeah. Um, your story. I, I thought about this. Tell me your story. Uh, it, it's kind of like a little picture of like what, like why I like the mountains so much. Okay. It doesn't involve the S word, right? No. Okay, good. Um, so, you know, before I pursued this pro skiing thing, I was very much a student. And uh, French was this this kind of subject that had always eluded me. Like, I've always wanted to learn French. And 
I'm absolutely terrible at it still. Um, but I, I signed up for this program um, where you, you go to Middlebury, Vermont, pretty close to where I grew up, actually, and you sign a contract that says for seven weeks, you will only speak whatever given language. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right, right, right. And if you speak English, get kicked out, no, <laughs> no money back. What? Oh, yeah. Well, that's really intense. It's so intense. And you live there on campus, and you're, you know, you have a little dorm room. And so I'm two weeks into this, and I haven't made a single friend, you know? Uh, Probably because you can't say anything. I can't say anything. <laughs> it's really hard to make friends. Um, and I'm sitting in the dining hall, you know, eating my lunch, and these two boys approach me, um, Austin and Miles. And I, you know, seen them around. They're in the same classes as me, and, you know, they look sporty. And I've obviously thought to myself, like, I would like to be their friend. Yeah. Um, and they're also in the program, and we're all pretty bad at this. And very broken conversation. We figure out we're going to go hiking the next day. Camel's hump. I feel like, have I hiked Camel's hump? I think it's the biggest mountain in Vermont. I think I've hiked it. Yeah. Um, Anyways. So next day we go, get to the trailhead, and we start, you know, hiking and, but we can't talk. So mm-hmm. they start moving a little faster, you know, in absence of conversation. And then they start full on, you know, like sprinting. They do. Yeah. So what do you do? I go with it, you know? Why? Because it's like, <laughs> why I, are they doing that? Okay. <laughs> okay. They, so they're running. They were Nordies. I didn't know oh. that though. I should have looked at them and been like, you guys are Nordies. Oh, I can't keep up. Crazy fit. Yeah. So fit. But you know, I want to, I want to be their friend. I'm, <laughs> I'm crushing full sweat. Um, we get to the top and it's totally socked in. So foggy. Sit down. We pull out our lunches and the clouds part. Beautiful. You know, all of Vermont, green rolling hills before us. Isn't there like a lake below it too? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's so beautiful. And, you know, I'm looking at this thing and it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And I, you know, I want to express this. And I want to say it, you know, like, thanks so much, guys, for inviting me. Um, but I can't, you know, I can't say it. I don't have, I don't have the vocab. <laughs> and so I just kind of like, you know, I'm like laughing and happy and start kind of like giggling. And I look over and they, they kind of like, you know, want to, you know, they want to say the same thing. And I can they tell, can. but they can't. And they just kind of start giggling. And we just, you know, we kind of just start losing it. You know, we're all just like laughing because we all know, like, this is beautiful. Thank you so much for coming here, and we're gonna make it. Like, yeah, like we're not gonna be alone because we were all alone. Mm-hmm. And we're, it's just this huge moment where we found a way to communicate um, without using any real language, and that was through the mountains. You That's know? really cool. And it's like, okay, you're you're gonna be fine. You're gonna have friends, and and maybe this thing isn't so hard after all. Did you make it to seven weeks? Oh, yeah. I'd actually like... Tu parles français? <laughs> no. Oh, come on. Un petit peu? Oui. Un petit peu. Yeah, it was... It actually turned out to be great. And, and those guys were... Are you still friends with them now? Yeah. 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 Um, it was wonderful after that. You I know? love it. Laughter. The yeah. language of laughter. The language of laughter and also just like this thing that we all shared. You know, mm-hmm. we, we found out that... We just want to go out and, and climb around on stuff and be with people with shared interests. And, and that's all you really need. And that's, that to me is why I love the mountains because of the relationships I make while, while being on them. Nice. 
Yeah. That's such a good story. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I want to go to this French school now. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I lived in uh, Paris to learn how to speak French. Oh, nice. In college. And it didn't work. I still can't speak French. <laughs> it's hard. It's so um, hard. Well, Jim, I think that's our time. Okay. It's already flown by. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks and for inviting me. Congratulations again on your first Warren Miller segment. That's a big deal. Thanks. Yeah. Um, on the last episode, Marcus and I were talking about how it never gets old. It's fun every time. Wow, that's really nice to hear. Yeah. It's definitely not old yet. No, no, it's not. <laughs> so, Jim, where can people follow along with you for those times that you do decide to share your life with the world? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I do like photography. Good. I'm just bad at stories. I mean, I don't think so because you just told me a bunch of great stories. So. Oh, I guess the, the online ones. Yeah, the online ones. The online oh, ones. you're bad at like the actual like, talking to your cell phone thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Okay. That's okay. Talking to you is way better. <laughs> So where can people find you? Uh, uh, Jimmy Ryan. So J-I-M-M-I-R-Y-A-N. Oh, with an I. I well, it turns out Jim Ryan was taken. Yeah, sure. Who knows why. It's uh, not necessarily the most unique name it's in the okay. world. <laughs> so at Jimmy Ryan. At Jimmy Ryan. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this podcast was brought to you by Warren Miller Entertainment, who you can follow on social media at Warren Miller ENT to keep the good times rolling. This episode was produced by me, Amy Ingerbretson, as well as Jesse Hackett and Jessica McGee from the Warren Miller Entertainment team. Art is by Barclay Wyroth, and editing and mixing were done by Jason McDaniel. Music from APM. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to like and subscribe. Even better, I would love it if you found me on Instagram at a Ingerbretson. Send me a note, leave a comment. I would love to know what you guys think. Winter's here. Hope you guys are outside enjoying it. Build a snowman for me, and we will catch you next time on Long Underwear.